Welcome to Real News on this Thursday afternoon, and my topic actually for this podcast is um, the Ocala City Council finally fires City Manager Sandra Wilson. And to be honest, I'm glad to hear that news. Uh, For anybody familiar with the case, they know back in, I believe, June or July of last year, Miss City Manager Sandra Wilson and the Ocala City Manager Sandra Wilson fired Shane Alexander, the city fire chief. And uh, look, from the outside looking in, from just a uh, citizen, private citizen, it just looks like there's a lot of leadership issues there, okay, that should have been addressed. And she should have been fired immediately, literally within, within a week. She's been on the job a year too long, okay? But I just want to address something that I find interesting. If you go to a Marion County Political Forum group, you see all the talking heads that were literally against people like Barry Mansfield and Kristen Dreyer. Like, they were against them in September and October last year during the city council uh, election. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there was rumors out there that, you know, Kristen Dreyer may be leading towards, in other words, if she gets on uh, the city council, that you know, she may vote to get rid of Sandra Wilson. And I can specifically m- remember a specific WOCA radio talk show host. Um, and if I have to find it to prove it at some point, I will. Because there's a, they have the WOCA uh, YouTube channel up, and you can find these recordings and these radio shows in the morning with Mr. Tom Schmidt. And I can specifically remember him talking about Kristen Dreyer, demonizing her, that they may vote to dismiss Sandra Wilson. I pretty much remember it. But anyway, going back to this, I find it amusing now that the same talking heads are now praising this decision. And in fact, if you listen to WOCA radio from Wednesday, this past Wednesday, which is April 20th, you'll hear them him on there talk about, oh, wow, heads should roll and maybe people are going to get led away in handcuffs. Like, I want to be like, bro, how did, why did you change your mind? But I guess it goes back to what I was saying, folks, about people that always say they're going to get to the bottom of it. You know, you hear that a lot on uh, Marion County Political Forum Group. And the woman that runs Marion County Political Forum Group, the administrator on her YouTube channel, they always talk about how they can get to the bottom of things. They're not afraid of calling things out and talking, you know, and saying things the way they truly are. But the fact is, they just go whichever way the wind blows go. Whichever way the wind blows, people. Translation means these people will do anything to win an election. And this should show you clearly. You know, if you take a strong stance on a subject, if you were against Kristen Dreyer when she was running for city council... 
then you should still be against her, right? You know, this is what I this is what I was talking about about some people in this town and political established corruption. You hear me say that a lot or established political corruption. And these are people that will do anything to win, anything at all. They will lie, they will cheat, they will they will smear you if you're running for a if you're out here trying to run for a city council and you're doing the right thing, folks, you're going to get smeared. I've seen it. If you're out here trying to run a good, clean election and trying to do something for to be a public servant and try to run for county commissioner, you're going to be smeared. Alexa, stop. So, excuse me there, that was my Alexa going off. But anyway, that's my point. If you're out there running for county commissioner, you're trying to do a good job, and you don't have no ties to these people in Marion County Political Forum, and you ignore their mess, their meetings, you ignore their interviews, then they're going to smear you. They're going to destroy you. They will try to ruin your life. They will lie about you. They will say you're pulling signs out of the ground of the people that they're backing. The sign bandits are here. Look out. We know that they're losing, so they're stealing signs. You will get a flyer uh, sent out to back their the people that they're backing that will pretty much destroy you in the flyer. In other words, they will send out a flyer to voters smearing you and your reputation and lying about you. And that's what these people do, folks. They're professional liars, so be aware of it. And I just wanted to throw that out there. And so in the meantime... Let's get back to City Council fired City Manager Sandra Wilson. The Escala City Council fired City Manager Sandra Wilson Tuesday night at the conclusion of a meeting in which Wilson's employment status was not listed as an agenda item for the board to consider. Council member Barry Mansfield made the motion to dismiss Wilson, citing a recent report from the city auditor involving a whistleblower complaint. But as of this writing, there's now not one but two whistleblowers. Hmm. So that report looks into two issues involving banking and contract matters, but did not find any financial losses to the city. Also, it did not find any evidence that they rose to the level of gross management. Council members James Hilty and Kristen Dreyer joined Mansfield in the vote to dismiss Wilson, who has served as city manager since June 2020. I agree with James Hilty and Kristen Dreyer and Barry Mansfield. I feel like it should have been done a year ago. So I'm glad this happened. Council, council members Ira Bethy and Jay Musla dissented, with Musla saying the issue should be set as an agenda item for a later council meeting. They're just trying to kick the can down the road, folks, and just do the shady thing. And they wanted to keep Sandra Wilson on. Don't make no mistake, after the vote, Wilson, the very first black person to ever serve in this position, asked to address the council. I'd like to say I appreciate the opportunities that have been provided to me as a city manager of this awesome city, she said. It's been a great experience. I've been with the city for 22 years, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's been great working with each of you. I have learned something from each of you, and you know it's made me a better person, and I just appreciate every experience that I've had here at the city of Ocala. Thank you very much. 
The council also voted to name Pete Lee as interim city manager. Lee was appointed an assistant city manager at the end of July 2021 um, by the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership. By them actually pushing for Pete Lee is what I meant. Ken Osley, an executive board member on the CEP Board of Directors, had recommended Lee's appointment to Wilson during a June 22, 2021 meeting. Two other members of the CEP Board, Doug Cohn and Rich Bianceli, walked into council chambers near the end of Tuesday's meeting and positioned themselves up front just as Manfield began his motion to dismiss Wilson. During the discussion on Wilson's fate, Bethia said outside forces were motivating the attacks on Wilson. Asked after the meeting about the CEP's possible involvement in his appointment as city manager and now interim city manager, Lee said he had no knowledge of any actions taken by the group in that regard. When asked his thoughts on the auditor's report that led to the firing of Wilson, Pete Lee indicated he has not read it yet. Now that I find interesting. The auditor's report. In conclusion, there were two auditor's reports that were considered by the council on April 19th. One was from the accounting firm Purvis and Gray, sharing a very positive conclusion to their extensive financial audit of the city's financial statements and internal controls. That report, however, drew no discussion from the city council. Now that is interesting. Why not? I'd like to know. The auditor's report referenced by Mansfield was by city auditor Randall Bridgman. The first complaints from the whistleblower referenced events that began in 2019 under then city manager John Slober, who resigned abruptly in November 2019 and Wilson was appointed interim city manager. The contract for the city's banking services was set to expire on April 30th, 2020, and the whistleblower complained the city's CFO, Assistant City Manager, Bill Kaufman, did not act quickly enough to start the process to put a new banking contract in place. The events were actually unfolding a month after COVID-19 pandemic exploded, impacting government and businesses around the world, which we all know, and shutting down small businesses, okay? Anyways, let me go on here. According to the auditor's report, an invitation to negotiate a new banking agreement was solicited on April 23, 2020. The city's finance department's evaluation committee chose SunTrust Bank, now called Truist, and TD Bank as a finalist. Wilson was named city manager on June 2, 2020. Months later, on November 9, 2020, the evaluation committee chose SunTrust Bank. Okay, you all following me here? The issue was set for the city council's November 17th 2020 meeting, but less than an hour before the meeting, SunTrust changed their best and final offer. This meant TD Bank now was offering better terms. The agenda item was pulled and negotiations continued. City Auditor's report found that Kaufman and City Finance Director Emery Roberts decided in early February 2021 to stay with their recommendation of SunTrust. The bank had just switched names to Truist and was competing a merger, completing a merger with BB&T Bank. For this reason, the bank could not enter into a long-term bank agreement with the city. The short-term banking agreement expires in June 2020. 
2022. Uh, what else here? Let me go into some other details I think I'm missing here. Uh, hang on here, folks. I'm trying to get to a part of this that I'm missing that I wanted to speak about. Okay. Assistant city manager uh, at the time, Bill Kaufman. This is what he said. We wanted to give our current bank the opportunity to complete their merger. That is why we did a short-term contract. Again, we wanted to be fair and reduce as much risk risk to the city as possible. The auditor did not quantify any financial loss to the city in the report. He did state that some of the reasons city management gave for staying with the same bank were not set forth in the original invitation to negotiate. The auditor has also questioned the consistency of placing the contract on a consent agenda for one meeting and in general business for another. The second whistleblower who issued the auditor examined concern the city's contract with Kubra, a company that actually handles printing, mailing bills for the city utility service along with the kiosk used to accept payments. According to the auditor's report, some city staffers expressed frustration about service issues with the company and wanted the city to terminate the contract. In the bidding process, the finance department wanted the services to be divided across three actual separate contracts with companies Invoice Cloud, Info, Invo, I'm sorry, Invoice Cloud, InfoSend, and Dynatouch instead of the company Kubra, which they've been working with. The auditor said the whistleblower felt that it was inappropriate to split up the services that way and felt that it would expose the city to possible litigation from Kubra. The auditor concluded the multiple contract opened violation the request for proposal RFP. Basically, the city put out for the services, which sought a turnkey solution with one vendor. Failing to follow the RFP left the city exposed to litigation. Again, the city auditor did not see any financial loss to the city but also said city management did not allow sufficient time to adequately address potential delays in the project. Here is the author's conclusion. The scope of this investigation was limited to the allegations in the whistleblower complaint against city manager Sandra Wilson dated March 4, 2022. The results of my investigation did not rise to the level of the definition of gross mismanagement as defined in the Florida state statute. Mishandling by management is mostly to have occurred in the two management concerns identified in the whistleblower letter. Barring any potential additional information coming forward. So finally, the council, the city council's decision on Tuesday. Council member Kristen Dreyer on Tuesday complained that a rosy picture of employee satisfaction was being presented by city management that was contrary to what she was hearing. Uh, However, she offered no examples of substantiated complaints. Jim Hilty complained that he had witnessed things to him that demonstrated a lack of leadership by Sandra Wilson. He said he was particularly disturbed that Wilson was not directing the troops during the cleanup following the March 12th tornado that hit the city. Instead, um, Sandra Wilson was in Washington, D.C. with Council Member Betha. 
In fact, Wilson was at City Hall working with staff immediately after the tornado hit. She and Beathy left the following day for the pre-planned trip to Washington on city business. So that is a little confusing there. Hilty saying that Wilson wasn't there, but the facts say that Wilson was there. So I don't know what's going on there, folks. Sounds a little weird. As for interim city manager Pete Lee, Wilson said previously she leaned on him at times for insights on economic development issues, and she knew he worked well with the business community. Lee worked for the city in the growth management department for 20 years. He skipped past being a department head to be named the assistant city manager and now as interim city manager in less than a year. The promotion increased his salary from $85,000 a year to $150,000 a year. The city will next negotiate his increase as interim city manager. The two other assistant city managers, Kaufman and Ken Whitehead, who have served in a role since 2015, were not mentioned as interim manager candidates. So, anyway, what a mess, right? Big uproar about city manager being fired. But as far as I'm concerned, it should have been done after she fired the fire chief without just cause. I'll bet she wishes she hadn't fired him now. That's just what I'm saying. So I don't know, folks. Looks pretty crazy to me. But again, I find it the hypocrisy out there by the political pundits and the political cheerleaders that have no backbone on our radios, on our local radio stations that love to tell you how they walk the walk and talk the talk and how they're going to call it right down the middle and they don't care who they're friends with whatever they they basically say they'll call out their friends even but we all know that's not true they just go wherever the wind blows or who knows maybe some of these people are being paid off maybe they're on Stan Hansen's payroll I don't know I don't care but that's why I'm here because you're going to get it straight. You're going to get straight talk on here. I don't have FCC regulations that tells me what I need to do. I'm not bought and paid for by any entity, person, or corporation. I'm my own man. And the political established corruption here knows that I'm a threat to them. And those are the facts, people. Like I said, will I get it wrong sometimes? You're damn right I will. because I'm a human being and I'll admit when I get it wrong not like some of these people that will tell you they'll admit when they get it wrong and then they don't and as I said if I have a strong stance on somebody now I'm not changing it 6 months from now just because I'm getting pushed or paid off to change my stance as in the radio show, show talk host that pretty much trashed Kristen Dreyer when she was running for city council He was pissed cuz she didn't show up at his meetings or debates or his radio show and he took it personal. You can't take shit like that personal. You just can't. I don't care if certain people like me. And these people will sit there and tell you that they don't care that certain people like them, but they're the ones that can't sleep at night. They can't sleep at night knowing that somebody's going to beat their ass in a fucking city council race or the people that they pick are shady for city council. or for county commissioner. I'm just saying, man. You know, all I got to say to you people is maybe you ought to check your circle and get better friends. I'm just trying to tell you because let me tell you something. If I was on the radio, 
you wouldn't see me uh, propping up a person that I trashed for city council. You wouldn't see me changing my direction that fast. Also, if I was on the radio, I wouldn't be backing any political consultants that made fun of cancer patients. I'm just trying to tell you, folks. You heard me say that a lot when I say I'm just trying to tell you. I'm trying to make you a better person. I'm trying to make you check your circle. Because I don't have people like that in my direct circle. I guarantee you, if it was a best friend of mine that I've known 20 years or 20 months even, and I found out that he doubted somebody that had stage 4 cancer, when I knew for a fact a person did have stage 4 cancer, you don't think I would call out my best friend? You're damn right I would. But I don't see a lot of you doing that. I'm just trying to say. So that tells me you're just as shady as the person that did it. (laughs) And I don't trust anything you say on the radio. And voters see this too. And voters are hearing me. And I appreciate you all for listening to my podcast. And I just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, Send me some feedback at realnewsocala at gmail.com. That is my email if you want to let me know what you think of this episode today. What do you think of uh, Sandra Wilson's firing? Do you think it was the right thing to do? Do you agree with the city council? Because I certainly do. And you know the best thing about me agreeing with them? I agreed with them thinking about it a year ago. I said that they should have fired her a year ago. See, I never changed my stance on anything. I don't go which way the wind blows. As I've said, folks, if I see a, a crowd, if I see thousands of people making a right turn, you can make sure I'm making a left turn. If I see a thousand people making a left turn, you can make sure I'm making a right turn or I'm going to go straight. I don't follow the herd. I don't have a herd mentality. I can't be bought and paid for. This podcast cannot be bought. No entity, no company, no individual can give me any amount of money to persuade me to say what they want me to say on this podcast. And that, my folks, makes me despised by some groups, especially political established corruption. So if somebody's telling you hateful things about me, look closely on who they're backing as a candidate for city council or county commissioner, or even school board. And in most cases, just research the people they back, and nine times out of ten times, they're a shady motherfucker. Actually, almost every single fucking time, they got something shady going on, or crooked, and uh, it's pretty much the way it is, folks. So anyway, thank you for listening on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, I appreciate you more than you know.